Sometimes being by yourself isn't all that bad. Join us this week on The Swear Wolves as we discuss misery and the visit. Back to the swear wolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yes, Brett. We are going to get on a plane on Friday morning. Yep. We are going to fly our happy asses to Dallas, Texas. It's going to be so much fun. And we are going to. We were just talking about Quantum Leap. Do you remember the episode of Quantum Leap where he jumps into Lee Harvey Oswald's body? That, that does, happened that, in that Texas. Does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. And you know how it's like he's got to correct the right, the wrong. Right. Well, he doesn't save the president, but what they do tell him that he saved Jackie. Ah, because in the real timeline, Jackie Kennedy died oh according to Quantum Leap. Uh, he fixed mythology, it. Mythology, and he fixed that. Well, Scott Bakula, he wasn't nothing he, you can't do. But he jumps into Lee Harvey Oswald's body, and he jumps into one of the Secret Service agents' body. That's pretty cool. At the same, when does he get out of the body? Like when he gets shot. I don't fucking know. It's yeah, like, oh, Jack so. Ruby. Hey, buddy, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> hey, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that was that was a weird that was a weird episode but anyway yeah. we're, that, that was quantum leap everybody we were just talking about that before, <laughs> before we, we started, started recording. recording um but yes we will be in texas we'll be dallas. in dallas texas that's what made me think of that because that's where and all happened back yeah. in 1963 crazy stuff i've never been i've never been there either and I, we probably won't go no, while we're there no because we don't we'll be have very cars. busy that's true <laughs> um we're busy standing in lines for autographs and stuff yeah, so we'll be at Texas Frightmare. If you're there, hit us up. Uh, we'd love to ignore you. No, <laughs> we'd love to see you. We'd love to meet most of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll come home Sunday. It'll be nice. It'll be a fun time, but we're not there right I'm now. I'm going to get so airsick. It's going to be awesome. What? Barf all over you. You don't get airsick. No, I I've don't. flown with you before. Yeah. All right. Um, that would suck, though, if like the first time we ever flew together, you, you learned I'm a terrible traveler. And every bump, I'm like, whoa, whoa, is the plane crashing? You're like, I need someone to hold my hand the yeah. entire time. <laughs> oh, that would suck. How old were you when you took your first uh, flight? Uh, pretty little. I don't know, six, seven. I was 18. Probably six. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I flew from here back to Wisconsin. Wow, I've never, I never, I've I, never flown since. I think I flew from here to upstate New York when I was six. That's a long fucking flight. Yeah, I was probably just awful. Yeah, no, sorry, I, mom and dad. I didn't fly until I was eighteen, and uh, it was so weird to me. Like I was like, you can, like people do this. Like, this often. is like a spaceship. <laughs> like, you know how much time we're saving? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm like uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. We landed we're on, on the, the moon. moon. <laughs> yeah, Telling everybody crazy technology. <laughs> Planes. Yeah. This fucking thing flies. Such a Luddite back then. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, it was 18. weird. 18. Wow. Yeah, we were didn't. Were you scared? We were like, I'm a man. I was by myself. 
I was by myself. I was flying. Were you gripping like the the handles? I think the I was. Time? I think I was a little nervous. Obviously, they give you wings. Time flying. No. <laughs> Did you go him. meet the the captain? Go into the <laughs> Sat cockpit. Sat on his lap. Yeah. Like, oh. What's um, this do? Boop, 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 boop. He's like, that's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, throwing <laughs> a little flick. <laughs> um, no, I remember just flying, and I remember thinking it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, my stepdad told me that it. It, for most of the ride, it's going to feel like you're on a bus if you just don't look out the window. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's pretty much that's accurate. About, that sounds accurate. But I remember really liking takeoff because you just go really fucking fast. And, yeah. and then it starts to creep up. Or, yeah. yeah. And then you're, you're like, in the air and you're like, oh. Well. <laughs> yeah. So 18 years old. <laughs> Dude, I was on a flight one time that was really short. I think it was like here to LA and it was on Southwest. Those so are the best. And they're kind of funny. Like those flight attendants. Yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, this is a really short flight. So, uh, don't expect a whole lot. Uh, there's going to be, you know, maybe some bumps and stuff. So we might not have, be able to do food service. So we'll tell you what, when we uh, take off, we'll take off at a steep incline and we'll just roll the, <laughs> the snacks down the aisle and everybody laughed and they fucking did it. That's we got awesome. there, they go, Here come the peanuts. And everybody started laughing and they're like, and here come the sodas. <laughs> oh shit. They didn't do that. <laughs> they did say it though, but everybody's like, <gasps> but that was the joke. Damn. But, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, the flight from here to LA That's, is the best flight. Yeah. Or here to Vegas is also very the best short. Flight. But we're not here to talk about planes. No. Or trains. No. Or automobiles. We're here to talk about movies, David. That's what we do. We talk about movies. Yeah. Both of these movies actually are about travel <clears throat> to a certain extent. Well, they involve travel. Yeah. So I guess every movie involves travel though, in a way. Hmm. People usually go somewhere. In most movies, <laughs> in most movies, there's there's an element of moving. But yeah. <laughs> yes. There are some movies that take place in like one location. Right. And and this first movie that we're going to talk about is no exception because it does take place in like primarily one Pretty location. Much. But I I had an idea. I was I was I turned the TV on the other day and you know how your guide will pop up. Mm-hmm. Well, on dish. no, I still use the TV guide. <laughs> Remember when you had to go to that channel? Yeah. TV guide channel. And it would scroll. And it would scroll. And then you'd be like, oh, fuck. You had to wait. Yeah. I got to come back around. Yeah. You're like, fuck. <laughs> just sit there and watch that the fucking worst. thing. I saw that there was the, the movie Misery was on. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, that's a really, uh, it's a, it's a, well, spoiler alert. It's a it's good, good movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good movie that I haven't seen in a while. It's a horror movie. So maybe we should review that. And I was like, you know what would be cool if, if the title of the episode was Misery Loves Company. I was like, well, what could we pair this with? So I messaged you. I was like, what's a movie about people like being like company of people? Yeah. Like having company over. Three's company. Three's like three's company. That, yeah. But the horror a horror movie. And it's uh, all one big terrible misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Furley's the fucking killer. <laughs> uh, he, he Mr. Furley killed Mr. and Mrs. Roper. Yeah. And he's just said that they like left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he just like kills everybody yep it's awesome that'd be a, that'd be a fucking movie there you go get on that blumhouse <laughs> do it you did fantasy island let's resurrect <laughs> yeah, get three's uh, company. company so you said you suggested the movie the visit i did by m night Shyamalan. Shyamalan? Mm-hmm. Shyamalan. is it pronounced Shyamalan? yeah i didn't want to i was trying to be fancy it's, <laughs> it's Shyamalan. it's Shyamalan. so that's the movies we're going to review cool. this week let's do it one thing that i did want to mention though is that <laughs> I'm going to need a minute to compose myself. When this episode releases in about a month from this episode, I will be traveling. 
Yeah. And and staying where I travel. <laughs> yeah, you're going a great distance. <laughs> and I'm going to move. I'm moving from Arizona. So I'm moving to Pennsylvania, which yeah. is where the visit takes place. So there it's kind of coincidental that this all happened. But uh, yeah, my family and I were uprooting, eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. <laughs> there you go. We're going to do what they oh. say can't be done. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the podcast will go on. Surprise. <laughs> this is it. We're done. <laughs> Yeah. No, the podcast will live uh, on. It'll just have different hosts. <laughs> yeah, we're both out. We're in we a couple of replacements. <laughs> no, we're going to do it remotely, but we're going to do it uh, better than we have in the past. Meaning like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we've had to do remote episodes. It, when we were forced to do remote episodes. It's going to sound a lot better. It, this, this Because we'll, we'll each have our own setup in our setup. houses. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's that. So for the audio, it shouldn't feel any different. Uh, v- and if you're doing, if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll just there'll be a split. Yeah, it'll just be our own separate cameras yeah, on our face. Deal with it. <laughs> but we have ideas for doing that. And then every once in a while, we'll see each other because I plan on coming back in July uh, for Mad Monster. Yep. Because I already have my tickets, and I'm <laughs> not. And there's there's a couple of people I want to meet. And then you have plans potentially to come out yeah it gives me a great excuse to go east (laughs) and there's plenty of horror conventions out there so that being said i have something for you oh jesus and i bought this before i've had this for a while and i've wanted to give it to you but i'm like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait and i was gonna wait till the 200th episode but we're not recording the 200th (laughs) episode in person and i was like you know what i'm just gonna fucking do it this week oh bread (laughs) Is it a lock of your hair? I hope so. <laughs> what is this? So I saw this and I thought of you and you'll see why. Um, but this is happy 200 episodes oh, thanks, in man. the future. <laughs> but also just thanks for being a friend. Oh, is it a picture of B. Arthur? It's a picture of my taint. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, that's awesome. It is a uh, print of John Carpenter's The Thing uh, signed by John Carpenter that's fucking red yeah so you know um and it's got a husky on it yeah you know victor moreno yeah yeah he's a local artist he he draw that he did this print and i bought this from him actually he's a good he's a cool guy and i talked to him at uh terror trader one day yeah a little while ago yeah and he had this and i asked him where he got this signed and it was someplace in san diego that he met up with john carpenter and he said he's met him a few times but anyway sweet man Thank i know you, you so have much. a lot of posters but i saw this and i was like this is mac yeah <laughs> and it's dog. autographed and i don't know how many things you have autographed by john carpenter this is now the second okay so yeah and this is my first movie related thing signed by carpenter yeah it's got a concert poster oh there you go so, awesome man thank you so much you're welcome Aww. so i'm leaving <laughs> see ya <laughs> i'm out of here thanks buddy no problem all right enough of that shit Let's I'm just going to look at it the whole episode. <laughs> you just stare at that and I'll talk about misery from 1990. Yeah. And then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what he said. <laughs> hey, you got this. All right. Misery was released in 1990. It came out November 30th, 1990. I thought that's a weird release date. It is. Yeah. But maybe it's because back in the day, I don't know if this holds true anymore, but they used to release like Oscar contender movies. That's true. Towards the end of the year. Yeah. And I remember like some movies coming out on December 31st just to be just to be in consideration. Yep. Speaking of the Oscars, I think, I mean, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> it's like, no, let's no, not. I'm not going to talk about that. But even before that all happened this year, the Oscars are over. Like nobody gives a shit about the Oscars anymore. This is boring. It's boring. It's self-congratulatory. Yeah. It's 
it's stupid and to me it's like you know what the best movie of the year was whichever movie you like the most yeah <laughs> like it doesn't i don't even know what one best film this year was it coda sure okay, we'll just let's whatever. say it is okay <laughs> maybe that was the me i haven't seen it yeah i haven't seen it either heard it was good yeah and there's some movies that i'm like oh god i really want to watch that movie that are oscar nominated and there's some movies that i'm like mm, if i watch that movie that'll be fine later on in life but there's a lot of movies that i saw this year that i'm like that was a really good fucking mm-hmm. movie and that wasn't nominated for anything yeah i only saw a couple of the ones that were nominated this year last yeah. year i saw every single movie that was up nominated this picture yeah, yeah. And the one that won was Nomadland, which is of the group, probably my least favorite. Don't they nominate like And it was 10? still good. Yeah. yeah that's Whatever. Too, that's too many. Misery. Came out November 30th, 1990. What was the number one movie? Dude, I, I got this one. It's in the bag. Okay. It, ha- it has to be. <laughs> okay. Home Alone. Like every fucking movie that we do from 1990 to early 91. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. That is correct. Home Alone. Home Alone's got legs. This is when... Uh, this, <laughs> this is, is like when, right when it came out. Yeah, Henry and Martha. They were, they were like, <laughs> this is the first time. Hey, maybe we go see Home Alone. Yeah. What do you think yeah, about that? That looks interesting. Yeah. It's got that Pesci guy in Little it. Little did she know that he was going to make her go see Fucking it. Fucking like Martha, five, we're going again. Five or ten times. Pull the station wagon around. <laughs> Roll that window up this time. Yeah. <laughs> it gets too cold in here. The number one song. I'm going with King of Wishful Thinking by Go I'll West. I'll get over you. I know, I, know I, I will. I'll pretend my ship's That's not how I feel about you moving. sinking. <laughs> and I'll tell myself I'm, I'm over you. you. That's not the number one song. Though. Damn it. Love takes time. Because love takes time. You sound exactly and like I Mariah Carey. I be here alone. Mariah Carey, Love yeah. Takes Time. Okay song i don't i guess i really didn't know that song no i i mean i've heard it yeah but i had to listen to it again because i was like oh yeah i know that line love takes yeah time and then i was like when you hurt so much i was like what happens after that <laughs> i know she probably <laughs> let you go she probably goes really high yeah oh, of course and she probably did her like used her hand maybe put a finger in her ear this was like she did it. this was like early mariah Carey, oh yeah right? like first album i think yeah yeah this movie was written by william goldman Based on Misery by Stephen King, directed by Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner directed Stand By Me, which was another adaptation. Yep. Before uh, Frank Darabont came around. Yeah. Well, who directed uh, Shawshank? Shawshank? That's Frank Darabont. Did he direct it? I believe so. Or did he just write it? Well, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I Before Shawshank, Misery and Stand By Me were the most faithful adaptations, I believe, to Stephen well King. Well done, Rob Reiner. Yeah. Rob Reiner did awesome with those movies. Music by Mark Shaman. 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 He did the music to uh, the Adams Family movies. Did he write the MC Hammer song? <laughs> yeah, he did. The Adams Groove. <laughs> yeah, well, how did that they do what they, they want to do. Say what they want to do. How they want to live. They how they want to play. Dance, play. Dance how they want to dance. dance kicking this up from the Adams Family. Now I was cooking some chicken. <laughs> can Hammer can Hammer come out? <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, he, in the line. I said this before. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah we talked about this another episode. I think he's cooking some chicken and he has to go borrow some pepper. Yeah, that's right. It's like, what? <laughs> and so he knocks on the door, right? It's the Adams family. Yeah. They want to play? Like cousin Can it and yeah. the thing. Or not the th- Oh, uh, yeah, thing. Thing. Not the thing. <laughs> the <laughs> thing comes up. That's that, uh, mm-hmm. that poster. Um, okay. So he did the music for Adams yeah. family. Uh, cast. James Caan as Paul Sheldon. Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes. And Richard Farnsworth as Sheriff Buster. There's also Francis Sternhagen as... Uh, 
Sheriff Buster's deputy and wife. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall plays uh, James Conn's agent. agent. And uh, then there's That's other pretty people. pretty much it. Yeah. Budget for the movie, $20 million. All of that went to James Conn. All <laughs> yeah, of that. Probably. Because <laughs> Kathy Beats was a nobody. She, yeah, this was like her first big movie. She won an Oscar. She won an Oscar. Yeah, rightfully so. What do you think the box office was? Uh, this was a hit. Um, you said the budget was 20? Mm-hmm. It's also rated R. I'll go 45. 61.3. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. It's probably only rated R for one particular scene. Yes. Right? Because there's they don't, two there's, scenes of violence in the movie, really. And I think there's a... Yeah, well, I was going to say, James Conn, I think, says fuck once, which you can say in a PG-13 movie. I think you get one of them. Some, yeah. Sometimes they give you two. Yeah. And I think uh, Kathy says, Bates says cocksucker once. At the end. Yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> had enough. Yep. You can only be pushed so far. If you haven't seen Misery, we're going to spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. But even if it gets spoiled, you can still see it and enjoy it. No, he can't. <laughs> we ruined it. So Paul Sheldon, he is an author. And he writes a series of books. They're like kind of trashy romance novels. The way yeah, I set take it. in like Victorian times, yeah. like late 1800s. And they got those cheesy covers like you see like the at painted, the grocery store, yeah. like yeah. with Fabio on it. It's like that kind of romance novel. I don't think Fabio is a artwork. thing anymore, but, but it was. I think everybody knows what yeah. you're talking about. Remember when Fabio got hit by the bird? <laughs> yes, on the roller coaster? Was he on the fucking ninja? What was he on? The roller coaster it was. Uh, like a like magic or something? <laughs> fucking bird hit him in the face. <laughs> Broke his nose. Yeah. Fabio of all people. I mean, like, that's a one in a bazillion chance yeah. of that happening. That's like, remember when Randy Johnson, the baseball player, when he hit that bird, he like threw a spring training and, a, and right? a bird went right past him and just boom. And feathers just flew everywhere. Yeah. That bird was toast. Yeah. Because Randy Johnson used to throw a hundred mile an hour. Yeah. That bird was dead instantly. <laughs> <laughs> just like the bird that hit Fabio, Fabio. right in the fucking face. <laughs> It couldn't happen to a more deserving guy, though. <laughs> He's like, oh, what a beautiful day. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fabio. Why was he a fucking thing? You're so dreamy. That long hair. Chiseled chest. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Didn't you do the butter commercials? Is that even how he talked? I don't remember. I mean, probably. Yeah. It's how he talks in my, my mind's eye. He's probably like, hey, guys, what's going <laughs> on? My name's Fabio. I'm Fabio. I talk like this. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Just looks so like manly and he talks like a little <laughs> Hey <wuss>. guys! <laughs> looks like a cartoon <laughs> character. Please. <laughs> Fabio, shut the fuck up and pose. I'm gonna paint that flowing hair. I'm like the cat that caught the canary <laughs> with my face. Like, what? I don't even fuck know what that Fabio. means. <laughs> so uh, the, the books are called... Um, Misery. Well, well, misery is misery. Chastain yeah. is the lead she's the protagonist of all these movies. And uh, anyway, that's what he's famous for. And he's not really happy about it. Like he, I took it as he kind of fell into it, and then it that it became I'm the guy who writes these novels. But he has aspirations of actually being a real writer, and they're like hugely yeah. popular. Yeah. Like everybody, it's seems, like Twilight. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's got legions of fans, but that like 80, love his books. eighty of them. Yeah. And he just pumps them out. Every time he's going to write a book, he goes to the same resort. Yep, out in Colorado. Lodge. Yeah. And he writes the book. Does it on his typewriter. And when he's finished, he has some glass of, glass of Dom, Dom Perignon, Perignon. Smokes a cigarette. With a match. And then heads on out. Yep. And this time is no exception. And his 65 Mustang. Black. Black. Hard top. That car was awesome. It was a sweet car. 
he finishes writing his latest book, which is not a misery book because the most recent misery book is actually going to be released like any day now. Yes. And that just so happens to be the last misery book. Yep. And his agent, and and this is a little bit later, we get like a mm -hmm. flashback of the agent saying like, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, yeah, I want to, I want to be known for something else. And I think I'm, I'm capable of writing a better, you know, better books. And I just want to try something new. And he's writing like a sim, I don't want to say autobiographical, but it's a story about a kid who grew up in like the streets of New York or whatever. And and it's kind of like him. And I don't know. That's the way I got it. That's what I took from it too. And uh, it's like a more personal story. Yeah. And that's what he's going to. He feels really good about it. He feels good about it. He's driving home. A blizzard comes. Yeah. And he's got to drive all the way from Colorado to New York. Well. He doesn't get far. No, he doesn't. He gets in an accident. (laughs) His car flips and he's fucked. Yeah. He's all fucked up. And then we see a, cr- a creature, a person, <laughs> a fucking monster, <laughs> a person, <laughs> fucking swamp thing comes in and rescues him and uh, they you know, pry the door open and pull him out, pull him out and drag him to safety yeah. on their back. Let's talk about this blizzard, by the way. It's like snowing. The car gets buried in snow. That's how yep. much it snows. Yeah. Like it's a fucking it's a, legit, it's a blizzard, a legit blizzard. So much so that when he goes missing, they're like they can't even find the car that part's sad because the the cop or the sheriff he gets he's right next to the car mm-hmm. and we see just a little bit of the tire peeking out but he doesn't see it nope and they're like we're gonna have to wait till the snow falls yeah he's probably dead yep and they're like we'll put an ad in the newspaper and try to find him see if anybody knows anything but no phone calls his credit cards haven't been used anywhere no nope. he's probably dead yeah so they don't know that he's been rescued he gets rescued by annie wilkes Kathy Bates. Yeah, and he wakes up and he just sees her looking looking at him. I'm your number one fan. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, thanks. Awesome, thank you. He says he needs to call his agent. He needs to call his uh, daughter. She's waiting for him. He's like, unfortunately, you know, my phone's down. All the phones and, are down. Yeah, and all the, the roads ro- and the roads are closed. But and, as soon as I can, yeah, and your legs are broken. Your shoulder was dislocated. Like you're fucked up. But fortunately, Annie was a nurse. Yeah. She's like, I'll take care of you, but once the roads open up, I'll drive you to a hospital, or I'll call. Once the phones are up, I'll have an ambulance pick you up and take you. Yep. He's like, all right, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. So she set, she shows him his legs, and she has like set his legs back because they were like busted in like multiple places. His, yeah, uh, compound fractures, I think. Yeah. Ugh. What's that bone called? The femur? The femur, Yeah. And no. the tibia and the fibia? That's the bottom part, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, was the femur's broken. the top. Yeah. Yeah. His tibia and his fibia were broken. Oof. Both legs, I think. And the, Yeah. And right. they're like all bruised and it's gnarly looking. Up. Yeah. Pretty gruesome. But she has drugs that she gives him to alleviate the pain. Mm-hmm. So he's bedridden. She's taking care of him. And uh, the new book comes out, the new misery book. And she's like, I'm so excited to read this. Da, 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 da. And she, because she goes into town and she gets a copy. Yeah. And he's like, I thought the roads were closed. It's like, well, just the one road was open. But the phones are still down. Yeah. And she's like, and when I talked to the hospital, I talked to the doctor at the hospital and he said, you're actually better off here until you can get better. Yep. And we also know uh, that she's lying because the agent, Lauren Bacall, calls the police station there and talks to the sheriff. That's how they find out he's She's missing. cuckoo. Yeah. She's batshit crazy. Let's she's fucking like nuts. not, not <laughs> yeah, cover, she's, she's cover nuts. it up. She, she does, she says stuff like, you know, cuckoo bird. You're a cuckoo, You're a cuckoo bird. bird. <laughs> or whatever You're she calls. A dirty bird. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. She doesn't curse. No. 
Um, Where's the cockadoodle do uh, yeah, whatever? Yeah, she's just she's kind of she's well she very, is very she's folksy but yeah crazy. that shit insane. Yeah, um, she gets the book and she starts reading it and she's like uh, telling Paul that this is the best book ever and da 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 da. She gets to the end though, mm-hmm. and she comes up to him. She goes, "You dirty bird." <laughs> she's pissed because he killed off misery. And she even has a pig named Misery. Yeah. Like she she is a super fan. He killed her off. (laughs) So I sit here with a dog named McCready (laughs) with my John Carpenter's The Thing poster sitting two feet away from me. And that John Carpenter's The Thing poster hanging up there. I mean, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) John, if we ever meet, you're safe. Or are you? (laughs) Yes, you are. Oh, he also lets her read his manuscript. Oh, yeah. We're kind of jumping all over the place, but... but... and she's critical of it. Like, she's like, oh, it's really good, but why Why all the curse words? Yeah. And then that's where we find out. He's like, well, this is kind of based on me. Like, this is where I grew up. This is how people talked. Yeah. And she doesn't like that. No. But the the Misery book comes out and she's pissed off because he's killed off Misery. She flips out. And she he, smashes furniture and shit. And he's like, oh. And by the way, she's strong as a fucking ox. Yeah, she is. Because she does stuff. She like lifts him up. No problem. She picks up a chair and like throws it against the wall <laughs> yeah. it's like holy shit she's pissed and he can't do anything he's bedridden yep he's and this is where she tells him the truth and she's like listen uh nobody knows you're here and uh if if i die you die yep like no one's gonna find you or protect you no so i'm the only thing keeping you alive so don't fuck with me <laughs> so she takes off she's yeah. so hot she she just fucking takes off he musters up enough energy to sneak out of the room. Yeah, he's trying to escape. And he gets out and he's like looking around. Is this, yeah, is he in a wheelchair at this yeah, point? Yeah, he's in a wheelchair, I yeah. think. Some of this shit happens. I don't know. Listen, there's a lot but of yeah, shit. But yeah, he crawls around the house and he's trying to find a way out, but there's there's no way out. There's no way out. No, and the phone, he finds the phone, but there's all no the guts are ripped out. Yeah. It's like, fuck. He's like, you this chick's nuts. <laughs> but he gets back. And uh, this is where he knocks over. She's got like a figurine of a penguin. And he almost breaks it, but he catches it and puts it back on the table. So he's like, whoo. All right. Yeah. Sneaks back into the room. She comes in. He's like sweating profusely. And she's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. He's like, I need my pills. Yeah. He played it off really well. Yeah. And he finds a bunch of pills. He's, and he stuffs them down his pants. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to, because he's going to drug her later on. Yeah. To knock her out so then he can get to safety somehow. Well, yeah. She comes up with a plan. She's like, you're going to bring misery back to life. Yeah, you're a writer. I'm going to give you all a, the tools. A, yeah, I'll, I'll get you a paper and a typewriter. Yeah, and you're going to write a book. Misery's return. And she's like, and you can use me as your inspiration. He's like, great. Awesome. And she makes him fucking burn his book that he just wrote. His manuscript. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that sucks. He gives in and he just starts writing. I thought it was kind of cool too. Like she gives him a typewriter. She buys this typewriter that has no, the end doesn't work. Yeah. And so when you see him typing, like all the words that have end, the end's gone and all that. Like, <laughs> it's like kind of cool. Like it is, I don't know. It was just those little details. Yeah. Like when you're reading it, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. That, that's cool. <laughs> but he, he actually like gets into it. Like he writes a whole fucking book. Yeah, it's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. Yeah. He writes a whole fucking book and he, like does everything but yeah. meanwhile he's he's plotting like all right how can i get out of this yeah and he tells her you know uh, the paper that you got me it's not the right kind it smudges which sounds like total bullshit but then he shows her he's like yeah like look 
And I like that scene too because she flips out again, like, "Oh, anything else you need?" And she goes zero, Mister Man. She goes zero to sixty pretty quick. And later on, she apologizes. She's like, "Oh, you know, this is probably why I'm alone. Like, I gotta, I gotta temper. I gotta be aware of that. You must hate me. You must think I'm a real pill." I don't think she says that, but like that's how she talks. He gets back. He she leaves again, and he gets back out and is looking around the house. This again. is when he hoards the pills. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then he grabs a knife because he's gonna like stab her and all that kind of he's shit. Hidden, he's, he hides the knife in his sling, like he's even practicing like moving out. <laughs> but he finds a scrapbook that she keeps. Yeah, and in the scrapbook are old clippings of her when she was a nurse and she was arrested for murdering like infant. Side, yeah, it's gross because she worked in the maternity ward. Yeah, she killed a bunch of kids, so she got arrested and did some time. But um, he goes back into his room and he ultimately lays down and goes to sleep. He gets woken up in the middle of the night to her standing over him, and she injects him with something to knock him out. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and he wakes up. He's all dopey. He wakes up again. He's like, what's going on? And he's looking for that knife. Yeah, and she's like, oh, looking for this. Yep, and then he looks for the pills. Pills are all gone. She's like, I knew you got out when I saw the penguin was facing the wrong way. Yeah, he's like, ah, fuck. So she tells him the story about how he hasn't finished the book. She needs him to finish the book because that's what he's here for. Yep. And And you're getting better and stronger. And she tells him a story of how, like, when these basically, like, slave owners had people working for them in the mines they would, if they tried to escape, they would have to keep them, but they wanted them to work. They, they wanted them want to, to be able them. to work, but not able to run away. Yep. So they hobbled them. Yeah. And he's kind of like, what's that? And like, as she's telling the story, she's getting different things and she gets like a, like a two by four oh, or like something. a four by four. Yeah. That she sticks, it sticks between, his, between his legs. His ankles. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And then she grabs a sledgehammer. Oh, and he's like, no, Annie, please <laughs> don't, don't do this. And she fucking sledgehammers Whack. his fucking foot. And we see it, and the fucking foot just busts <laughs> sideways, and he's screaming in agony. And she's like, one down, one to go. Yep. Oh, She does the other one, and then he passes oh, out God. from the pain. Oh, that's awful. When you see that scene, oh, even to this day, do you just cringe? Yes. Yeah. I remember when, the first time seeing this movie, that part I was like, yeah, it's like, oh, oh my God. God. That was the, that was this, this is the scene I was talking about that was probably rated R for. Oh, definitely. And it's not even that they show a lot of it. They show, it's one You just see that break. Boink. Oh. <laughs> rubber, rubber leg. Yeah, it goes that way. <laughs> oh. But the acting was oh. marvelous on this uh, by James Caan because I was just like, how do you act in pain that much? And, and I guess to a certain extent, yes, it would hurt, but the pain would be so intense that you probably wouldn't feel it. Yeah. You know, it, does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. You just go. You're like in, in shock. shock. Yeah, and then he pa- you'd pass out. Yeah, you'd feel it when you woke up. Oh yeah, and he had been training before she hobbles him. Like when she, anytime she would go out, he'd be lifting the typewriter like weights almost. Yeah, and yeah, kind of like practicing like how do I get out of here, getting stronger. And she tells him she has a gun. She thinks about using it sometimes. A bunch of creepy shit. And he's like, all right, keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, meanwhile, while all this is going on, the sheriff has been doing research, and he actually picked up a bunch of Paul's books and was going through them and writing down quotes and stuff. And I think this is around where he also puts together, like, Annie might know something. Well, yeah, because Annie quotes a Paul Sheldon book when, when she, she got was arrested. acquitted or something like that, yeah. or when she was going to court or whatever. And he remembers that. Yeah. So it was in the caption in the newspaper, and he's like, wait a second, that's from his book. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah. So the sheriff's on her tail, and the sheriff's going to visit the house. 
Yeah, and he even goes to the store and finds out that she's been buying paper. And he's like, this is very strange. Yeah. So he goes out to the house and, and Annie, Annie sees him coming. And she's like, oh, fuck. So she takes Paul, wheels him down to the basement and drugs him. Yep. Leaves him down you stay, there. You stay here. <laughs> Sheriff comes in and she explains to him like. She hey, invites him in. Yep. Hey, I've got nothing to hide here. Yeah, she's uh, like, have you ever heard of Paul Sheldon? And at first I kind of wondered, it had been a while since I'd seen this movie. Is she going to play dumb? Like she doesn't know him, but she's like, no, I'm his number one fan. Yeah. And she's I got like, all his books. She was like, I can't believe they can't find him. It's so sad, but I've been writing my own version of a misery book. And this is yeah, she's like, I know it sounds cheesy, but I feel like, uh, if he's gone, you know, his spirit can live on and maybe I can try. And, and, and she's like, but I'm no good. Yeah. She's like, do you want to read it? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, fuck no. <laughs> So it's like, I read the actual Paul Sheldon books. No, thank you. <laughs> he ultimately is like, all right, I'm going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and he snoops around. He goes all to different rooms and stuff. And yeah, he doesn't see anything really out of the ordinary. So as he's leaving that, uh, James Conn wakes up in the basement and there's a grill down there. Yeah. Like, like a, a hibachi grill. almost. Yeah. And he like grabs it and he knocks it over like right when the front door shuts. So Richard Farnsworth hears it. Yeah, he hears like a clanging kind of sound. He's like, what the hell was that? So he opens the door and he's like, Annie, are you okay? And Annie's not there. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? So he's like walking through the house. He's like, Annie, are you okay? And then he hears James Conn from the basement. He's like, I'm down here. Help me. And he's like, oh, fuck. So Farnsworth opens up the basement door and he's like, holy shit. And he sees him down there and he's like, oh, fuck. Man. Okay. Bam, bam. Yeah, like shotgun sh- blast. We just right. see his fucking chest burst. Yeah, and he falls oh. down. And then James Conn's like, fuck. Yeah. So Annie comes down, and this is where Annie tells him, like, this is the murder-suicide pact. Like, she shares Basically, at this point, now the sheriff's missing, so I'm yeah. screwed. Yep, and she's like, I got two bullet, bullets left. Yeah, I'm going to kill one you. One for you, and one for me. Yeah, and he's like, well, hold, hold on, hold on. He's like, we got to finish yeah, the book Yeah, let's finish first. the book. And she's like, all right, that sounds like a plan. And he's like, I'll be finished with the book tonight. As crazy as she is, she still wants likes that book. Wants that book. Yeah, <laughs> she does. So she's going to go get him and she's going to get his wheelchair situated he grabs the lighter fluid that was next to the grill and he shoves it down his up his ass <laughs> puts it right up his asshole <laughs> so like she'll like, never mm. find it up here <laughs> some of the juice squirts there. he's like oh it's like an enema <laughs> so he's he, like hey want to see a trick <laughs> Farsh. Farsh. <laughs> i always thought that was a myth he finishes up the book tells annie i need th- three things She's like, what do you need? He's like, well, I was my number one fan. He's like, God damn it, Annie. <laughs> you would know. And she's like, I know what you need. I was just kidding, you old cuckoo bird. You need a cigarette because you quit smoking, but you only have a cigarette every time you finish a book. And you need a match to light the cigarette. And you need a glass of your favorite Dom Perignon. <laughs> Don Perignon. I like his face when she says it. He's like, uh-huh. yes, Don, Don Perignon. <laughs> but this time... We'll need two glasses. Yep. Oh, Paul. <laughs> so she goes to grab the glasses and the cigarette and everything, and she comes back with a tray. Well, while she's gone, <laughs> he takes the manuscript, throws, throws it, on the, it floor, on the ground, douses, douses it, it yeah, with the lighter fluid, and grabs the last chapter, and he's got, he's got a match. Because she's been reading it, like so all she has, hasn't read is the last chapter. That's what happens, too. She brings him everything, and he goes, you need to get another glass. And yeah, that's when that's, she leaves. Yep. Because then he has the match. And he's yep. like, you want to... walks in, he's like, hey, you crazy bitch. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing, Paul? And he's like, you want to know what happened in this? He's like, you want to know who Misery's real father was? It's you in this chapter. It's all you want right to know here. this? It's in this. And he's like, you fucking bitch. And, and you made me burn my book? 
So fuck you. And he lights the bitch on fire. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, no. And he yeah, throws it on the... She goes to put out the fire and he grabs the and typewriter. She catches on fire a little bit. <laughs> and she's even like, oh, golly, you. <laughs> he grabs the typewriter and... <laughs> right off type her, top oh, of her head. Yeah. And they got a pretty good fight scene here. Then they fight. They're fucking wrestling. She's still alive. They fight. He's crawling around. He's trying to get the gun, right? Well, the gun goes off twice, so we know there's no more bullets left yeah. in there. One of the shots gets Paul in the shoulder. Yep. And then she somehow trips and falls, and her fucking temple goes right, right into the typewriter. That's a pretty gruesome-looking scene, It is. Too. There's blood just oozing out. And then... That's not how she dies, though, because she comes no, back from one we, final we jump scare. Because she's just laying there, and he's like, oh, you fucking dumb bitch. And he like starts walking away, and then she jumps. Well, he doesn't walk. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when jumps he, on him. he grabs a doorstop, and he just beats her fucking face <laughs> yes. until she's dead. Yeah. It was like a pig statue also. Yeah. It was like very symbolic of misery. Yep. And then it's 18 months later, and he's like walking with a cane down the street. Yeah, he's back in New York now. And he goes out to eat with his uh, agent. Yeah, and his new book is a big hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees Annie wherever he goes. And uh, the agent's like, well, maybe you write a book that tells the story of what happened to you. And he's like, you want me to relive the, the- worst experience of my life? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm still haunted every day. And then he and sees, I see her everywhere. And then the waitress that comes up is Annie. And then all of a sudden, like, he kind of blinks and she changes and it's not her. And she's like, hi, are you Paul Sheldon? He's like, yep, I'm your number one fan. and that's it yeah so this movie like i said it's hard to explain because there's so much that happens but there's so little that happens it's just a series of of things that are kind of going on at the same time yeah it's just a series of scenes of of james con in bed and kathy bates being crazy yeah and the (laughs) tension just getting tighter and tighter yeah kathy bates like i said won an oscar for this movie i think the movie well whatever it's five yeah. For me. I, I don't think I could give it anything less than a five. It's one of my favorite. It's really good. Stephen King adaptations, especially like horror wise. I think it's scary because it's actual horror. It's not like a fucking Pennywise. It's not, you know, it's something that it's not supernatural. It's a fucking psychopathic. Uh, and super it feels fan. like something that could happen. Yes. And that's the scariest part. Yeah is that this could happen. And I feel like Stephen King writing this book, I don't know if he had a stalker at this time or if he, he's probably had. I'm sure he's, yeah, he's probably experienced that. But I, I feel like he wrote this book to maybe get out an idea that yeah. in his head of like, what would happen if I fucking, if this happened to me sometime, <laughs> you know? I just feel like, I don't, I don't know what his inspiration was. Yeah. You know, the guy's a, a madman when it comes to writing. <laughs> like he just fucking seemingly is an endless fountain of stories. But this particular story james con awesome yeah very good kathy bates awesome richard farnsworth very good awesome so it's just so the cast is just so good yeah and i would also say rob reiner's direction is really good it reminded me a lot of hitchcock yeah some of the angles some some of the camera work yep very hitchcockian yeah the scenes of him crawling around like also very hitchcock very tense yes. very like on the edge of your seat it's like all right yeah, all right very suspenseful i watched this with my son and he was like oh he's like, like when he's when he's like trying to get back he's like come on come on come hurry on up, and, hurry up. you know my son's yeah. from a way younger generation you know and he's seen this movie 30 years after i did yeah and he's like it's still into it and it still works it's not dated no uh, there's no cell phones but i mean maybe Maybe Signal. someone doesn't take their cell phone. Yeah. Or the 
signal bad string. signal or something. Yeah. They're in the middle of nowhere. You know, no computers, but whatever. You know, he's typing on a typewriter because that's what he likes to do. Yeah. Who cares? And I like how they cover the... Because one thing, like, at first, I, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of convenient that, like, she of all people was the one that found him. But she also says later, like, I knew you were in town and I've been kind of following you in hope in hopes that we might be able to meet. Yeah. So when you crashed, I was right behind you. So I like how they kind of cover that. Yeah. So it's not just some sort of bizarre coincidence. It's crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. She's fucking nuts. What do you give it? You know, I was between a four and a half and a five on this one. So um, my only real criticism of this movie, because I agree with everything you said. I think the direction's fantastic. Very well acted. Suspenseful. Uh, Mark, Mark Shaman's music is really good. The only part I don't really like is the scrapbook. I, it seems a little cliche. A little forced. That it just seems like... Oh, like we have to get the, this all the newspaper clippings. Like, I feel like we could have got that information a different way. We probably did in the book. Yeah. I will say, because I don't know. I've never read the book. And I also just got the sense that Annie was more of a character that I don't know if she necessarily would have been proud of all this stuff and kept them as souvenirs. But you got to understand something but about she's fucking nuts. psychopaths and people that murder people. They always like keep souvenirs. Some sort of keepsake. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go five also, though. I think it's a fantastic movie. We got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i mean I, there's nothing boring about it at all no either. it's a it's a great movie in it's, fact when you picked it i was like fuck yeah, yeah. it's been a long time since i'd seen it yeah it's probably been 20 years so it's like been a while very for me much too. in the mood to watch it it's one of those movies that i feel like every time i watch it i'm like why, why don't i watch this more often yeah and then i don't watch it and for a while <laughs> but i'm kind of glad i don't because then i you forget things i forget things yeah. i mean i forgot things from three nights ago when i watched it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah very good movie very good movie so the Visit is our next film. This is a film you picked, but based on, you know, kind of the whole thing. It Misery works. Misery Loves Company. Had you seen this movie before? I'd seen it one other time. So had I. Yeah. So I kind of knew I didn't what. remember it all that well. I mean, I knew... You knew what? The main points. Yeah. yeah. So The Visit came out in 2015. September 11th, 2015. What was the number one movie? Uh, this was a hit. I'm going to say it was this movie. It was not this movie. Ah. It was a movie called The Perfect Guy... What? what the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. What? Is that a movie about me? Uh, the Perfect Guy starring David. Yes. Um, the Perfect Guy. Are you going to Google that on my computer? Right. <laughs> it's, my wife's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? It's it, a movie. It's a 2015 American romantic thriller film. Okay. Directed by David M. Rosenthal, produced by Tommy Oliver, and written by Alan B. McElroy. Doesn't sound familiar. Centers around a single woman who falls in love with a man who harbors an obsession after she breaks up with him. Ooh. Sounds fantastic. Sounds like a movie that I will never watch. <laughs> I liked it when it was called Fear. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was the number one movie. Okay. What was the number one song? I'm going with Hello by Adele. Oh, yeah. I remember that song. No. You know the reason why I don't like that song? It's not that I don't like Adele, but it's like, they played that fucking song. It was everywhere. Oh, Dude, when you moved to Pennsylvania, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you. Hello. <laughs> Hello from the other side of the United States. <laughs> Must have called a hundred times. I'm very confused about the time zone difference. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were asleep. Oh, three hours difference is what it's going to be God. for half the year yeah and then two until uh until it all goes away until it all and goes then it's away. always three <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing that sucks about that is the traveling back and forth yeah like coming out here isn't so bad but going back you lose it's like, time you lose like 18 days like, <laughs> <laughs> I've, d I've crunched the numbers <laughs> it's like i'll get home and it'll be december yes 
Sorry. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I missed it. I was in the air. It's only a five-hour flight, but I missed Christmas somehow. Well, quantum leaped right into New Year. <laughs> Number one song was actually Cheerleader by OMI. Nope. Isn't that the one like, I finally found a cheerleader. <laughs> it's, like, it's not how it goes at all. Don't Sounds great. <laughs> it goes something like that. Uh, it's like a... It's like a reggae-ish song. Okay. Cheerleader song. No, I feel really out of touch. This does not ring any bells. <laughs> Don't feel out of touch. This song sucks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> good. Be, whoa, I just spit everywhere. You should feel happy with yourself. That yeah, you don't yeah, know that I've song. never heard that song. That song sucks. <laughs> but that was the number one song. I don't even know why I know it. Probably because I have the single. Because <laughs> you love it. Yeah, you got it on vinyl. <laughs> all billion of those views. Yeah, Me. they're all you. Just keep it on a loop in your house. And you dance around the house. <laughs> like Christina. <laughs> Fuck again. You do all the dance like the girls in the video. You do the little butt gyrations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, have you been watching? Do you have a camera in my house? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This movie was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, everybody knows who yeah. he, this guy is. He's uh, with the that. Sixth Sense, Sixth Unbreakable, Sense. Unbreakable village. the Village. I'll just repeat everything you say. <laughs> Lady in the Water. Yeah. Not really a successful Signs. Film. Signs. Signs and Unbreakable are probably my two favorite M. Night Shyamalan movies. I really do like The Village, though. Like, not a lot of people. A lot of people hate it on that movie. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. Unbreakable is my favorite movie of his. That's probably my favorite, but Signs, Signs is, is up good, there. And Sixth Sense is good. Yeah, I got to watch that again. It's good. I remember I didn't see it. Well, that's a story for another time. <laughs> for another, that's a story for another time. For an episode about The Sixth Sense? Yeah. Uh, music. There's no music in this movie. Music by nobody. Yep. Music by... Farts. Just Actually, there nature. is some music. There's this kid... Uh, Ed Oxen. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Tyler character. He likes rapping. Yeah, he raps. He freestyle raps. Yep. I guess. Uh, so the cast is Olivia DeJong as Becca. Ed Oxenbold. These two kids, they Australian. Both, yeah, and they were both in Better Watch Out. Better Watch Out. What's that? The Christmas one. The Home Alone type movie. What? We watched for our last uh, Christmas episode. Oh, they were both in that? Yeah. The girl is the lead. And he's the friend? Yeah, the stoner friend. Oh, yeah. well, what the fuck? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh, it's both of them. That's cool. I'm, I'm like, what's better? Watch out. That's a great movie. It was a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. I didn't realize. Same. Same people. Uh, Olivia DeJong as Becca, Ed Oxenbold as Tyler, Deanna Dunnigan as Nana. 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 Peter McRobbie as Pop Pop. Pop Pop. If I'm ever a grandparent, I don't want to be don't called be pop, pop. anything but grandpa. Yeah. I fuck. The kids can just call me Brett for all I care. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be called Pop Pop. Yeah. I don't want to be called like Gramps. I don't want to be Nothing, called. None of that? No. You want to be called Brett? Either Brett or just grandpa. Yeah. My grandparent. Well, I only have one grandpa left, but he's grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? My dad, because uh, my sister has a kid. Uh, my dad is Poppy. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> oh, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just because uh when my niece was a little like a like a little toddler she mm-hmm. couldn't pronounce grandpa so she just called him poppy and it just kind of stuck and that's what happens a lot of times yeah. is like kids can't pronounce words but like to force them to call like especially in this situation oh this is your nana and this is your pop pop it's like 
Yeah, Come don't on. say that. That's your grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And then they go, Gaga Giba. Like, All right. Well, that's your name now. <laughs> yeah. This is Gaga Giba. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though, that you say that? Because my, my great grandparents, who are long dead, but like I had one great grandma uh, named uh, Nani. And like she had been Nani since like when my parents were kids for probably the same reason they couldn't pronounce grandma or whatever. So yeah. she was Nani. And then my other gra- great grandma was Bonky. <laughs> Fucking Bonky. <laughs> I have an aunt and an uncle. Uh, they're my mom's siblings. They're the older, the oldest two. Mm-hmm. And uh, my aunt is Aunt Sissy. Sissy. Because when my mom was young, she couldn't say her name and she couldn't say sister. So she mm, just said sissy. sissy. And so everybody just called her sis. And so that's, mm. she's always been my Aunt Sissy. And my uncle is Uncle Bub. His name is Richard. <laughs> but everybody in our family calls, calls him Bub. Bub. It's weird how this stuff like that happens. Like, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't pronounce your name, so that's shithead and fuckstick. <laughs> that's all they could say. Welcome to the Swearwolves. I'm shithead. <laughs> I'm fuckstick. <laughs> fuckstick. <laughs> yes, shithead. <laughs> oh, shithead. <laughs> fuckstick. So that's the cast. Yeah. There's some other people in this, but not a lot. Budget for this movie was $5 million. It's a found footage film, kind of ish. Kind of, yeah. Of sorts, like a, like a fake documentary. Yeah, five million dollars was the budget. What wow. do you think the box office was? I'll go seventy million. Ninety-eight point five million dollars. Well done, M Night. Every, everybody likes these M Night Shyamalan movies. Well, they well, did. Some of them. <laughs> they did. Some of them were busts. Yeah, because this movie was kind of his comeback. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Because this was after The Lady in the Water, but I think before Split. Yeah. yeah, and Split and Glass. I feel like I still people, haven't seen Glass, but I enjoyed Split. I feel like people liked those movies. Yeah, I liked I liked Split. The Happening. That oh was God. a fucking. I never saw that train wreck and a half. Mark Wahlberg. Holy yeah. shit, dude! I I, I watched, it was terrible. I watched an illegal bootleg copy of that. Yeah, and I was like, this has to be fake. <laughs> this isn't the real movie. I heard is it's it? cartoonishly awful. And then the Last Airbender, which people hated also, yeah. and then After Earth. Which was oh the, the Will Smith one? Will Smith and uh, Jaden Smith. Yeah, which I heard that. Sucked I heard that sucked too. Really bad too. And then the visit. And then the visit. And then Split Glass Old, which just came out a couple uh, last year. Now he's got a new one coming out. Knock at the cabin. Ooh. There's these two kids in Philadelphia, born and raised <laughs> <laughs> West Philadelphia. No, there's these Becca two. and Tyler. Yeah, and uh, it opens up with their mom. Uh, I didn't mention her. Oh, yeah, Catherine her. Hahn. Catherine Hahn. She, she's in... Uh, I know her mainly from Step Brothers. Yeah, but she's in that show, uh, WandaVision. I'm up and put you in my vagina. But I know her from WandaVision. She plays Agatha Harkness. WandaVision is a Marvel show on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Did you watch that? Um, no, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm familiar. <laughs> you, don't, you don't watch a lot of the Marvel stuff, uh, do Not you? really. And there's just so many of them. I know, I know. I've well, heard it was good, but she, she plays. She plays the mom. And basic, the basics. Okay, we can cut you the chase on this movie because there's this is very simple, very simple plot. Just like Misery was a simple yeah. plot. It takes place at one location, pretty much too. The mom years ago left her home. Yeah, her parents. They're kind of estranged. There was a big fight. We don't know all the details at this point. She left because she, left. she was in love with some older guy. Yeah, he was like her teacher or something like that. And they were like, "No, don't go." She's like, "I'm gonna go." I'm gonna go. Fuck you. She left. She hasn't talked to them since. Then this older guy impregnates her with two kids yeah and, and then, then he and then bails split. <laughs> yep so she's raised the kids by herself largely now. by herself yeah well through social media or whatever i don't know how she yeah, gets, this is online she got an email or something like that she gets in touch with her 
parents. They reach out to her and they say, hey, we'd like to meet our grandchildren. So she arranges it. And she's like, I'm not going out there. I don't want to talk to them. But, you know, you kids have a right to meet your grandparents because she's against it. But the kids are like, we want to meet them. So she's like, all right, all right. The daughter, who is the 15-year-old one, she's going to record everything and make a documentary for her mom. Yeah. And the son is this little twerpy <laughs> fucking 12, 13-year-old yeah, kid. Yeah, he likes rapping. Ooh, yeah. He and likes, he's got he's a germaphobe. Yeah. He's just kind of problems. an odd kid. But anyway, she puts him on a train, ships him off to rural Pennsylvania. Brettsville. <laughs> Brettsville, USA. <laughs> and uh, she, they get off the train. Yep. And they meet their nana and their pop pop. They're right there. Hey, kids. Nice to meet you. Yep. And they take them back home to the farm. And everything, everything seems okay. Great. She makes yeah. good cookies. Mm-hmm. It's all wonderful. Well, some weird shit starts happening. Yeah, right away, like day one, some weird shit happens. What's some of the weird shit that happens? <laughs> well, the grandpa, I think at first he's like, hey, just FYI, there's mold in the basement. We don't mm. want you kids to get sick, so uh, you know, stay out of the basement. And bedtime is 9.30, so you're going to bed at 9.30 and don't come up. Basically. Yeah, we're old and yeah, we, we go to bed early. They Skype with their mom like over video. Mom's going on a cruise with her boyfriend, so she's going to be gone for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, grandparents aren't there when they're Skyping, but they're like, yeah, everything's good. Everything seems all right. After they basically say go to bed, Becca on that first night kind of sneaks out of her room. Doesn't she really wants more of them cookies. Yeah, she just wants some food. Yeah. And as soon as she goes out, she sees grandma projectile <laughs> vomiting, like fucking exorcist style, yeah. just barfing. And she's like- In the hallway. What? And she runs upstairs, and uh, which I thought was a little weird at first. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you- would be like, grandma, are yeah, you okay? Are you okay? Can I help you? Or yeah. Should I call an ambulance? Well, here's- Okay, well, she, she does we bring could it up talk about our day, problems with these, this movie. But I thought that to... was an odd reaction. Yeah. But she does bring it up to Pop Pop the next day. And she's and like, hey, what was going on? I saw grandma throwing up. And he's like, yeah, she's got a bit of a stomach bug morning or something sickness. like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I knocked her up. My boys can swim. Who knew? But I was shooting blanks. <laughs> Your kids know about sex? I was like, yes. <laughs> we know about sex, Grandpa. Good. He's like, well. Because we're going to have lots of it, man, Grandma. You yeah, might hear. You're going to watch. You got that camera ready? It's like, oh. This documentary's going up on you porn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but they ask, yeah, and Grandpa's like, yeah, she, um, you know, ate some bed clams or something. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> she got sick. Fucking, she swallowed when she should have spit. Yeah, <laughs> gag reflex. <laughs> the uh, the kids then are like, okay, whatever. That's you know, it happens. People yeah. get sick. Then they're playing, playing hide and go seek. And I guess their mom told them stories about playing hide and go seek in the crawl space underneath the house. Which, by the way, I would never do. That seems like there'd be lots of spiders, lots and of bugs, bugs and, and creepy, maybe snakes, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. corpses <laughs> but they're playing under there and then all of a sudden grandma is there chasing them like crawling like on crab her walking all, like all fours and she's like i'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> it was very uh, like the ring like their hair is yes. kind of in her face like and uh, they're like what the fuck <laughs> and they run out of there and then all of a sudden and grandma crawls out and she's like ah oh, scared you and we see like her <laughs> butt cheek hanging out <laughs> Maybe thinking your grandma. <laughs> oh, wow, so yeah. your grandma's butthole. Oh, I saw her vagina. Her vagina. <laughs> Let's get the story straight, David. I saw her vagina. Her vagina, not a butthole. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> oh fuck! Thanks for rem- reminding me of that one. <laughs> I'd, I'd almost forgotten. <laughs> and then um, a doctor from the hospital, because uh, the grandparents volunteer at a hospital. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he comes to visit, uh, but the the grandparents are out for a walk, so he talks to the kids. And he's like, you know, they were supposed to come in and uh, volunteer, uh, but they didn't show up the other day. I just want to make sure they're okay. She's like, oh, yeah, they're fine. I just went for a walk. And he's yeah. like, okay. And he takes off. Tyler sees uh, Pop-Pop going to the shed. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Pop-Pop, how's it going? And he like he ignores him. Fucking ignores him. And then he's like, Pop-Pop. And he looks at him and then he just turns around and walks the other way. Yeah, so like, Tyler's like, hell? I'm going to sneak into this shed. And he goes and sneaks in there after Pop-Pop uh, gets done doing whatever he's doing. And uh, he's like, what the fuck is this? And it's like. It's so gross. It looks like a, a grocery bag, but he goes over closer and it's a fucking soiled. It's like a pile of them. Uh, yes, a pile of soiled adult diapers. Yeah, with shit in them. Yes. And he this picks up and he's like, oh, soiled. shit. <laughs> soiled. And he even meat. says like, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he, he, do, he stops cursing. These were number ones. These were number twos. Yeah. He stops cursing, by the way. Oh, yeah. I think he might say shit here, but yeah, he does tell his sister at one point. I'm, I'm going to stop cursing and I'm going <laughs> to use only pop singers' names. Yeah. So he says stuff like Shakira. Shania Twain. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> they go into town because they want to see where their mom went to school. Oh, and before this, uh, grandma does tell, kind of similar to how grandpa was like, your grandma got sick last night. They tell grandma about the diapers and she's like, yeah, your grandpa's incontinent. And it doesn't help that I use a big giant dildo on his ass and stretch <laughs> that bad just, boy out. It just falls out. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh. like right into my face. She's like, oh, and like, you got that camera ready? She's like, no, please, grandma, stop. Uh, but yeah she's like it's he's really embarrassed he's ashamed of it so he hides the diapers out in the out in the shed yeah and he gets rid of them and like i guess that makes sense he burns them he burns them later like fucking burning shit (laughs) gross but anyway then they go into town they go to see the high school that uh they grew that their mom went to because they're gonna record shit yeah and uh, Pop Pop sees some guy across the street just walking, and he's like, "That guy's been staring at us." And he like, no, he's he goes not. over there and like kicks the guy's ass. Yeah, he tackles him. He's like, "Stop following me!" And they're like, "Pop Pop, that's just a random dude." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I get confused sometimes. You guys must think I'm crazy." Yeah. And they're like, "Nah, we we love you, Pop Pop. It's okay." <laughs> so that night they go to bed and they hear like a weird scratching noise like outside their bedroom door. Uh huh. Like, oh, we're supposed to stay inside. Let's just see what it is. And they open the door, and Grandma's out there naked, naked, yeah. scratching on the walls like with her fingernails. <laughs> they just, and they're like, "Oh shit!" They just slam the door. They're like, "What the fuck was that?" And the kid's like, "I'm blind." Yeah, he's like, "Oh." I'm like, I felt, I feel your pain, kid. Brett's grandma again. <laughs> I feel your fucking pain. Oh. A woman shows up the next day and she's got some blueberry cobbler and she's like, uh, I just want to thank your uh, Nana and Pop Pop for guiding me through my drug addiction or whatever at the hospital. I don't know what she fucking, yeah, I think yeah she something like that. And uh, they're like, wow, that's great. Uh, they're not here right now. They're always gone. Mm-hmm. They go for lots of walks. She's like, all right, well, here's this fucking blueberry cobbler or whatever. Tasty. <laughs> I'll come by some other time. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Fuck off. Um, oh, oh, the kids like check the internet. Yeah. And the internet's still working, but the grandma's like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I accidentally spilled some cake batter on the camera. I tried to clean it up. Yeah. But I couldn't clean it up. The camera on your phone. Yeah. So they have one more Skype or, or your, on, your on your laptop. laptop. And they have a conversation with their mom, but now the camera's not working. Yeah. So, so the, the grandma, can't see. grandma can just, or mom can just hear him talking. She's like, oh, this is awkward, but you know, whatever. Around this time too, we also learned that grandma's got, uh, what did the, the grandpa call Sundowning. it? Sundowning, which basically at night her dementia kicks in and that's when she's weird. And that's when he's like, it's best if at nine 30, if you guys just stay in your room and Becca looks it up and it's an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. She Googles it or whatever. And she just, she's like, okay. And she just chalks, she chalks it up to them being old. 
And so does the mom, like, even when they're explaining this. Yeah, they like, tell her, like, grandmas and grandpa aren't, aren't well. And she's like, well, they're old as shit, so. Yeah, <laughs> literally. They're old <laughs> as shit. That shit in the shed? It's old. It's petrified. <laughs> Tyler still thinks that they're creepy. Yeah. Um, so he's he's not having any of it. And he wants to set up a, a hidden camera to investigate. And, and uh, yeah, Becca's like, no, we're not we're not doing that. It's an invasion of their privacy. They do it they anyway. They do it eventually. <laughs> And Nana discovers the camera and she grabs it and, like, and she takes a knife and she tries to get into the kid's room. Yeah. With a butcher knife. And they're like, uh, well, they don't know at the time they're no. sleeping and she puts the camera, she puts the camera back and then the kids watch it the next day they're and like, they're like, what fuck. the fuck? <laughs> so they got to call the mom. Yeah. And they're like, we got to We got to make a phone call. Well, the woman comes back. The cobbler lady. Cobbler lady comes back. <laughs> And they see the grandparents out the window with her. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what's going on there. And then the woman like just disappears. Yeah. Like, but she never leaves. She's just not around anymore. So it's like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And they've also been trying to get to the bottom of what happened between the mom and her and her parents. Yeah. And Nana's like very, every time they ask her about it, she just freaks out and starts crying and screaming. Yeah. But they get her to, she's like, well, why don't you do this? tell me a story and like and she kind of sets it up like what if this happened and what if that happened and she basically tells the story from the mom's perspective mm-hmm. and uh the grandma's like i would forgive her so yes. that was kind of nice like, and she's filming it so she's also you said earlier it's a gift to her mom like she's trying to provide some sort of catharsis Clo- for the mom closure, like closure. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh, and she's like bingo okay so now it's the last night and things have progressively gotten worse. Like I said, they, they saw the knife incidents. They're going to call their mom. They're, they told their mom, they're like, you got to come pick us up. Grandma and grandpa are fucking nutso. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? She's fixed the camera, by the way, Becca yes. has. And she's like, they're fucking crazy. They grabbed a knife. Grandma grabbed a knife. She's fucking sundown. She turns into fucking Michael werewolf. Myers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers at night. And grandpa's shitting himself and throwing, burning it. The things are nuts. And at one point they see grandpa with a, putting a shotgun in his mouth. Oh God. And he was like, oh, I was just cleaning it. And he was like, <laughs> it's like catching a kid, like masturbating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just cleaning it. I was just cleaning my dick <laughs> with lotion. <laughs> but, uh, the mom goes, well, where are they? And they're like, they're, they're right, they're right here. here. And they right show, here. they right. turn the camera and the mom's like, all right, kids, 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 and, and calm listen down. To me. You need to listen to me. Those are not your grandparents. And they're like, what? What? The, what? What are you talking about? And she's like, where are your grandparents? And they're like, that's them. She's like, that is not your grandparents. That's not your grandparents. I'm going to call the police. Uh, stay calm. So she goes to call the police, but the police don't answer. Get the voicemail. It's like <laughs> fucking podunk town. <laughs> Who would ever move to a podunk so town in like, fucking Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, that's it. This is the shit you're going to deal with. This movie is a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like i'm on my way uh, i'm gonna call them from the by road. the way everything is two and a half hours from philadelphia yes. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. so it's gonna take but a she's little like, while if you can get out and escape and get to a neighbor do it um but i'm on my way i'm gonna call the police so they're like all right we're gonna go but then grandma and grandpa come back and they're like let's play a board game let's play yahtzee Dude, by the way, I used to fucking rock at Yahtzee. You're I'm like Yahtzee? the fucking grandpa in this. I'm like, I'm the Yahtzee master. <laughs> you got strategy and everything? Oh, fuck yeah. I used to play Yahtzee all the time. Yeah. I used to play Yahtzee so much that I would play it by myself. <laughs> just like, to, like against yourself? Not against myself, but I would just play it. There oh, used okay. to be a, uh, an app game that I had. Yahtzee. Dude, I was like <laughs> into really Yahtzee. Into like when I was a kid, I was into <laughs> Yahtzee. Yahtzee master. I loved it. Probably not that good anymore. Well, it is just rolling fucking dice. It's not like yeah. there's... 
<laughs> but there is a strategy behind it, like what you take off and what you get. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get more points. Listen, it's a whole. You're like, and I don't want to reveal my strategy. I can't. Yeah, I can't. That's for me. <laughs> So they're in the middle of this Yahtzee game and grandpa shits and shits himself. <laughs> he does. I think we hear like a, it's like, uh, he just kind of stands up. It's like, Oh, even M. Night Shyamalan's like, we got to put a shit joke in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking shits his pants. But Becca sees that as an opportunity. Cause when he gets up, she's like, all right, I'm going to go check the basement. I got a feeling they got our grandparents stashed down there. Yep. So she goes, grandma starts going fucking bad shit. Crazy. <laughs> grandpa, uh, Becca goes downstairs and she discovers her grandparents are down there. All right. They're, they're dead. dead. It's mold. That mold down there. Killed yeah, them. It's their corpses. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mold. Grandpa. It was a mold. I swear. <laughs> Got in their lungs. So they go, um, and they find like a bloody hammer. So they bludgeoned them to yeah. death with a hammer. So she gets caught. She's like, fuck. Yeah. Grandpa catches her down there. Tosses he takes her, in her, her upstairs room. and locks her in a room with grandma. <laughs> Lights out. Woo. Yeah, and Grandma's hopping all over the room like yeah, a she's fucking, fucking going nuts, like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. <laughs> like she's just <laughs> spider walking. <laughs> you want sex cocks in hell? <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma sex cocks in hell. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Grandpa is with Tyler. They're in the kitchen. This Grandpa, is an awkward scene. And Grandpa goes. You, uh, you're a, a freak, right? And he's like slowly like from behind a counter, we see him take his pants off and slide like presumably his diaper down. Yeah. And the kid's like, uh, grandpa walks up and just fucking like pies him in the face with a shit diaper. <laughs> so fucking gross. So gross. <laughs> he was like, wait, what's that on your face? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you got some shit on your face right there. Where? Right there. <laughs> Awful. So gross. Oh, nasty. And we, just, and we just see, like, it, the back. We don't see his face at this point. <laughs> but he's got shit all over. Yeah, we know there's shit all over. <laughs> Chunks of corn. <laughs> Chunks of walnuts from the cookies. From the cookies. <laughs> uh, Becca, like burnt walnut. Becca, <laughs> Becca is upstairs uh, fighting Grandma. And she grabs a shard of glass and stabs, from a broken mirror. stabs the shit out of grandma. Yeah, kills her. Kills her. Then Not she goes dead. downstairs and she attacks Pop Pop. And she's like, run, Tyler, run. And we see the shit on Tyler's face now. <laughs> like, oh. Well, going backwards a little bit, Tyler had told a story earlier on about when his dad was around. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, he was talking football about game. at a football game and how he just froze. And he, he was the free safety. And yeah, and he missed, uh, he missed the tackle. This guy's about yeah, this he's big. safety. <laughs> Come on now. He's a water boy. <laughs> he, um, he didn't he do missed, anything. He missed the tackle. Yeah. Missed the tackle. He didn't even start doing anything. Yeah. He just stood there frozen. And that's kind of like what he is when he gets the shit diaper. He's just standing there frozen. And when Becca comes down, she's like, run, Tyler, run. He doesn't run. But he, he runs, unfreezes but yeah, towards grandpa and he starts talking in football terms and he's like, go get him. And he's like, goes fucking nuts. Yeah. And tackles him, tackles him to get the, gets the refrigerator, refrigerator door. It's <laughs> her smashing his head in. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa's dead real quick before, before we finish up, I did want to talk about a couple of scenes. There was the scene where the grandma makes Becca go in and clean the to oven. Clean the oven. Yes. Twice. Yes. And she like, locks her it's in very the second time. Gretel. yeah yeah 
I mean, when you're watching this, you're like, she's going to fucking lock her in the omelet. Yeah. But she doesn't. And I like that she doesn't. No. I like to. Yeah. It's just a very tense scene. And then the like, second oh. time she does it, you're like, this time she's going to she do it. And she shuts the door and you're like, oh shit. But, but she lets, she her, lets out. her out. So it's just, that was kind of a. Those were good scenes. Yeah. Very tense. Uh, mom comes. The police up. show up. We figure out what happened. And what happened was, is these two were uh, patients. Yeah. At the hospital. The gr- grandpa actually explains this, but. They, they were patients at the hospital and the real Nana and Pop Pop told them about their, about their grandkids. grandkids. Yeah. Well, I guess the woman, not the fake Nana, yeah, the had real... killed her own kids by drowning them uh, years ago. And the guy was like, they should have known better than to tell her that story because it like tripped a trigger in her mm-hmm. brain. And so that's why they escaped. And she wanted to... To the kids. Yep. And killed them. Yeah. And so they took their place. Weirdos. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Anyway, mom picks them up. All's good in the hood. And then uh, as the end credits roll, well, grandma or <laughs> oh, the, the mom, mom ex- finally explains what happened. Um, and I, I kind of, it's kind of sweet because she also says like, I think the message is because now, now she knows her actual parents are dead mm-hmm. and she's like, I know you tried to do this to like bring closure. I could have had that closure anytime I wanted. All I had to do was pick up a phone or, you know, go there. And I just, I, I made the decision not to do it. And she basically tells her like, don't hold on to your anger. Basically telling her like, don't hold this against your dad for the rest of your life. The dad abandoning the family. Yeah. You, know, you, you can make amends if you or want. Or do. Yeah. It's your choice. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Yeah, do or don't. <laughs> yeah. Someday, some guy who shits himself might kill your father. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And then uh, fucking T Diamond, <laughs> Tyler, he uh, gives us a little rap at the end. Yeah, kind of summarizing the movie. Yeah. He says something like the shit doesn't taste like chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends the rap with the Shania Twain, bitches. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right. What'd you think? Uh, you know, I like this movie. It's fun. It's tense. There are holes uh, to the point, like what we were saying earlier about, like, why didn't when the grandma was throwing up, why didn't she do things? There's a lot of little things like this, that where there's, I think there's some logic gaps. Yeah. But if you overlook that, the movie is fun. I think the performances are good. The kids are enjoyable. I think it's well acted. Tyler, yeah, he's a kooky character, but he's funny. He's kind of the comic relief. Uh, I think the mom is kind of a sad character and she's trying to put on the happy face for the kids. She wants to be that, the cool mom, but I think there's like darkness and regret inside mm-hmm. of her. Like, I, I think that performance is good. Uh, overall, I enjoyed this movie. It, it had been a while since I'd seen it, and it'll probably be a while before I see it again. Um, I gave it a three, though. I think it's worth watching. Yeah, I'm. I was toying between two and a half and three, and I think I think I'm gonna go two and a half. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is I, I agree with everything you said, but there's certain things that I just can't get over. Yeah, and I feel like that's the way it is with a lot of M Night Shyamalan movies. Is there's certain things that when you think about you're like if everything happened like it would really happen none of this would have happened i'll give you for instance i don't know if we'll ever review this movie but signs the aliens in signs are allergic to water (laughs) yeah why would they come to earth why would they come to a planet (laughs) that's 70 percent water yeah 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 the village like i mean an airplane never flew overhead (laughs) yes exactly it's like oh it just so happens that this guy william hurt had so much money that he could make it so no airplane and no sounds from the outside world ever comes into this area come on well that's one thing about Shyamalan movies like it's become a point that he has a twist in every movie so the whole movie you're like all right what's what's the twist so you're always trying to think a couple steps ahead yeah which kind of 
in a way ruins the fun a little it bit. It does ruin it. And everybody wants there to be a twist yeah. and there doesn't have to always be like, Oh, what the twist, mm-hmm. you know? But in this movie, I do enjoy the movie. Like I was, I liked watching it and I thought it was entertaining. I thought everybody does a great job with their performances and there are some real tense moments like the whole oven thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really well done. However, the thing that I don't like is the mom just sends her kids on a train to go meet people that they have never met before. They've never seen a picture of these people. They don't know what they look like. Mm hmm. Yeah, you'd think that she would at least be there for the handoff. Maybe don't even speak, but just be like, maybe just right. wait on the train and like stand back yeah, a little like, bit and be like, okay, yeah, you're you're on. They get there, like, especially right, because that's, she, that's them. Especially because she was so paranoid to be like, oh, I can't believe I'm letting my babies go and da 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 da. It's like at least be there for the handoff or go. Here's who you're looking for. Yes, the, and I want you to call me immediately. And and Graham and mom, like I know that you're gonna meet up with them. Just let me know that you got them okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At, at no point in these kids' entire lives, they never saw a photo of their grandparents. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're just going there and they're like, oh, we're just looking for two old people who are waiting for us. Yeah. Like, that one smells like he shit his pants. <laughs> is probably our grandpa. <laughs> it's just a little far-fetched. Right. So with that in mind, I got to go with two and a half. Yeah. That makes sense. So 2.75. Yeah. I mean, it's a good enough movie to see. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. And to your point, I saw this movie when it was in the theater and I saw it seven years later now and i probably won't watch it again <laughs> there you for go for a long time pull a misery let it be 20 years or so <laughs> and then i'll go what happened in that movie yeah, my wife remembered the shit scene with the kid and she goes oh i know what's gonna happen here and i'm like what I, I forgot about that part <laughs> yeah, oh, so did I. So gross. And i was like what happens and she goes just wait what if you mix the two movies up you're watching misery you're like all right at what point does she smear feces on James Caan's face? I'm really looking forward to that yeah, scene. It's my favorite scene. <laughs> it's the Oscar-winning scene. Let's be honest. I'll need to you put on, yeah, put on the visit. At what point does the grandma break that girl's legs <laughs> with a sledgehammer? It's coming. So that was Misery and the Visit. Misery loves company. That's how That's how this thing started. It's a thing of beauty. So if you have any opinions on these movies or anything else that you would like us to hear, you should contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah, on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, just search the Square Wolves on those platforms. On Instagram, search for us under the Square Wolves podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Square Wolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. <laughs> I just poop my pants. And I'm going to fucking rub it all over my face. (laughs) Delicious.
Five, four, three, two, two one. Contact. Contact is the moment, <laughs> is the answer. When everything <laughs> happens, contact. Let's make, let's contact. make contact. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Contact. Contact.